Hello America, this is Matt Craig broadcasting another episode of X-Frost Live. Uh, today's segment is Champions of Food, and today's champion is John Hedrick from Sequel Pomegranate Youth Services out of Columbus, Ohio. John's been in the food service world for 48 years. Um, John, thanks for being a guest on the show. Um, how are things in Columbus? Oh, fantastic. Um, just looking forward to the, the 4th of July weekend. Yeah, you and us both. We're really excited, especially with the weather being nice. But you let us know uh, that you're an avid golfer. Um, did you have a chance to play this past weekend? Uh, yes, I did. As a matter of fact, uh, I took a little vacation time last week, and, and I played uh, four straight days. It was it was pretty cool. Okay, so is that 18 holes every day, or are we we pushing oh, yeah, close yeah. to 27? In, in fact, we did a, it, It's just, just 18. You know, back in the younger days, uh, we played 18 to get warmed up for the second 18. We used to call it the emergency <laughs> 18, but uh, anymore it's time to um, you know get the 18 in, go have a couple brews, and, and go on home and, and live life. Absolutely. So I, I got to open this up to you because I'm going to live vicariously through you for a couple minutes here. You have quite a few... Um, really tremendous feats on a golf course. So I want to I want to let you give you know give you the opportunity to tell tell the audience about one of your uh, one of your aces. Well, actually, I've had uh, I've had four holes in one, and uh, two of them were really pretty much by accident. The first two, and then uh, actually the, the second two were uh, were uh, really good shots. And I have to have to throw a little thing out there, you know. It, um, the last time around I was playing in our league, which is the Elks league back home in Circleville. And, uh, of course, everybody who golfs knows that the, um, the guy that gets a hole in one <clears throat> has to buy a round of drinks for everybody. <laughs> and it's turns out that there's 40 people in this league. Oh, and, uh, the, the last time around a couple of years ago, it said Monday night. And, um, <laughs> I was, I told my wife, I said, uh, as soon as I get done with golf tonight and I come home, got a couple of steaks left in the weekend we're going to grill out you know and have a good time and uh so anyway when i when i got the hole in one i went oh crap <laughs> <laughs> so of course everybody was going nuts and my my buddies i was playing with were texting everybody that you know hedrick's buying today so i sent a text to not only my wife but my four kids and says i got some good news and some bad news the good news is i got another hole in one the bad news is i've got to stay and buy a round of drinks for the guys so one by one, all four of my kids chimed in and said, you know, congratulations, dad, you got another one. Wow. And all that kind of stuff. But I never heard from my wife. <laughs> so I thought, well, you know, maybe she just wasn't real happy about that. So anyway, I went ahead and, and bought around the drinks, had a couple of guys were buying me a couple of beers. So I got, I got home and um, my wife was, um, was in the pantry cleaning out and, and uh, I, I, she came out of the pantry and she goes, um, where you been? And I, I said, well, I, I, I said, you didn't get my text. And she goes, uh, no. And, and it's so the, the sidebar about that was that she was scantily clad because she was working in the, in the hot pantry. And I said, so I see you got my text. We're going to celebrate by uh, fooling around. And she goes, what are you talking about? And I said, well, I got another hole in one. And she looks at me and she says, you got to stop doing that because we can't afford it. <laughs> so, and I said, well, I didn't do it on purpose. So any, anyway, that was, that was the story about that. But, uh, it's, I actually, um, have created a logo that, um, I haven't used it on anything yet, but I've, I've got four aces and with my name underneath it. So I'm, I'm going to use that someday. <laughs> oh, wow. 
Um, maybe you, uh, maybe maybe we can use that as uh, for the photo of uh, of this segment. Uh, we'll there throw you up go. Your, we'll throw up your logo and your four hole in ones. And I've been trying to do one every since, and it hasn't worked out. <laughs> so I I just got to say so you know, hearing that story, it's, it's unbelievable, but you know, you're a really good golfer when all of a sudden you get a hole in one. And instead of being like joyous and having a cel- celebratory attitude, you're thinking, Oh no, I have to buy everybody drinks. Yep. Uh, well, it, it, like I said, it happened. The, the, the first one that I got, I've been my gosh, 95 or something like that. It was actually on a dry golf course and I was with a couple of strangers. So it didn't, it worked out pretty well. And then the second time I got one, I was with uh, two guys who uh, don't drink, and one of the guys had to leave, so I I only bought one for myself. So I I guess it all balances out. (laughs) Yeah, it evens out. So um, I'm going to turn this over to Craig now, um, kind of talk about you know some of the day to day with uh, you know the food service side of things. Yeah. So uh, with this segment, um, we're going to start off with our standard icebreaker here first, and and that is, what is your all time favorite meal, John? Oh my gosh! I um, there's so many things that we do. Um, you know, I've, I've been in the business so long, but but I guess one of the things that if I see it on a menu when I go into a restaurant, and sometimes I fix it for myself, is is wreck a lamb, and uh, <laughs> I can't resist that. So that would be it. And it's not something you can just get any place, and uh, it has to be pre-planned and so forth. But yeah. Rack a good rack of lamb. Yeah, a little bit of prep with that one. Um, mm-hmm. Solid choice. Uh, but all right, moving on to uh, what we really like to do with this is we want the audience to kind of understand um, how much of an impact uh, food service staff kind of really has, and so to do that, we try to quantify that impact. Um, and we have that you have been in food service now for forty-eight years, um, and. At your current facility, you're doing right around 300 meals a day. So three meals mm-hmm. a day, 90 something residents. It's you know sometimes your staff will be fed as well, but we've got it rounded out about 300 meals. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to sit here, I'm going to crunch some numbers, and I'm going to extrapolate it out. Give us a daily, weekly, uh, yearly, and then a career figure for how many, just how many <laughs> meals you've provided. Um, I'm not sure if you've ever done that or thought about it. Um, but looking at 48 and by 300, I, we're going to have a pretty big number here. So I'm going to turn it back over to Matt. Um, he's going to kind of start taking you through some questions, and then I'll chime back in once I have this uh, summed up. Yes, yeah, so we'll give him a second because that might take a while. So, uh, John, well, I, can, if- I, can add, I can add to those numbers if he wants to because at one time I didn't tell you guys about this. Uh, not only did I work for a restaurant company, but I was a director of operations over 30-some operations. And then uh, sub- subsequent to that, um, I had my own restaurant chain where we had 13-plus uh, restaurants. So uh, do the math on that one. <laughs> so we'll throw a little multiplier on at the end. <laughs> there you go. I don't know if our calculator is going to go that high. Millions. Millions. Um, so let's do this because I know before we, before we start recording, you kind of let us know from your side, you wear a couple couple different hats. So if you don't mind, give uh, give the listeners a walkthrough of your what your typical day looks like. Well, I'm a facility director for a healthcare facility, so um, my main function is to make sure the building runs. I, I tell people that I'm the straw that stirs the drink, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got several departments uh, working under me, and uh, we work pretty closely together to make sure that, that the place is clean and it runs efficiently and it's safe and it's comfortable. Uh, going to the food service end of it, we uh, 
I've been stressing ever since we came in here that, it, that even though that we're, we're serving food in, in, in a cafeteria, that um, we're still providing customer service. And uh, the one thing that, that we look at with, with that is that, you know, we've, we serve an adolescent population who have some problems. And, um, you know, if you can think back in your own lifetime, if you headed off to camp or even school, what's the one thing you look forward to? And that's either getting out of the, the activities and going to a meal or getting out of a class and going to a meal. So we, we try to make that cafeteria as friendly as possible. And when, when the kids and the staff come through the, the serving line, um, you know, we, we kind of look like it's a theater. We're back there on the serving line to, to put the trays together, not only to, to give them their, their good food, but also it's, it's more of an entertainment kind of the thing. And it, it not only keeps the, the, the patient's morale up, but it also helps the morale of the people in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's pretty much the way I look at that part of it. My, my typical day, I start early and end late. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, with, when you're in healthcare, uh, any kind of a, a hospital, you know, we're, we're dealing with several different uh, regulatory agencies. So, so my day is, is about making sure we do the right things for the right reasons and we document everything we do. So, okay. Yeah. So keeping up with it, um, being able to just show reference and, um, and everything that you're doing. So, um, I think Craig's, Craig's back with some of the calculations. Um, so let's, uh, Let's take a look at those. I'm interested to see what his multiplier came out to. <laughs> well, so yeah. Well, honestly, I didn't even want to mess with a multiplier because uh, just just taking this. Uh, so, 300 meals a day um, is is what you're doing. Um, so, in a week, that equates to 2,100 meals served. Um, in a year's time, uh, at this facility, it equates to 109,200 meals. Um, which is a lot of food. Uh, and if you extrapolate it out over the course of your year, and we use this facility as the benchmark, um, it would have equated to 5,241,600 meals, um, which is uh, what we like to call part of the two comma club uh, here on the show. Because <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's one thing, you know, to be in, in the thousands. Um, you've definitely got a comma in there, and that's a feat in of itself but anytime you're clicking over and you've got two commas and that uh that meal count you've uh you've fed a lot of people and john you are way past um breaking the two comma mark well, i'll tell you what i'm gonna do i've just got an idea i'm gonna put two commas on my uh four ace logo <laughs> there you go there you, well i mean and you, you've got an interesting uh thing going because you've got that multiplier um and so we'll say at the very least we're looking at this uh five million figure um which is crazy, uh, and then actually to to paint a little bit better of a picture for everyone, um, if you were feeding a single person three meals a day, so for our audience, if uh, John was feeding you, you would have to live to four thousand seven hundred and eighty-six years old um, <laughs> to equate of him feeding you three meals a day. Uh, that's how old you would be. So uh, it's a lot of food, um, and yeah, thanks, John. <laughs> that's tremendous. <laughs> I like that. Two commas. Two comma club. Um, so going off of that, uh, one of the things we like to do is, again, take a little bit more of a look at looks into your day to day. So what's kind of one thing you wish the general public understood about uh, about your job and food service in general? 
Well, I, th- I think before the podcast started here, we, we talked a little bit about the, the actual food service worker of today. Um, the, um, I don't, I don't think the general public understands that, uh, you know, people ask me, uh, you know, why I got out of the restaurant business or, or do I miss the restaurant business or whatever. And my question back is to them, when do people eat? And when do people go out to eat? And and I always approach that from uh, they they just sort of look at me and I go no you go out to eat mainly in the in the evenings, and primarily on weekends which would mean weekend evenings, mm-hmm. and and a lot of folks don't understand that food service workers don't work Monday through Friday and they don't work nine to five, uh, they're available uh, you know when people need to be fed, and um, it's it's difficult. My my wife and I went out last. Friday for the first time since the uh, the quarantine to one of our local restaurants there in Circleville and uh, I was surprised how how slow the business was but you know I got to thinking about how great it was to see those people back to work and I made sure that our server got an extra tip and I made sure that I complimented the food and so forth and and uh, one of the things that I've always preached with with uh, the folks who work in my departments, especially food service, is that um, you know we're we're always looking for a compliment, no matter what's happening. And and, and um, you know when you're when you're putting together whether it would be a a pan of uh, Johnny Marzetti for a hundred people or whether it be just preparing a rack of lamb just for one person, uh, the one thing that that really gives you the reward over and above your paycheck is somebody coming and saying, "Hey, man." that Johnny Marzetti was the best Johnny Marzetti I've ever had. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, people sometimes tend to the public uh, when they go into a, a restaurant or a cafeteria or wherever, they tend to sit there and have that critical look on their face about, uh, ah, this thing didn't taste as good as it should have, or maybe they didn't put enough salt in there. It's not spicy or it's too spicy or whatever. But every once in a while, if you just make that one compliment to that person that's in front of you, or even send a, a, a compliments to the chef if you will uh, it, it sometimes makes somebody's day mm-hmm. so I, and 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 i don't think unless unless you unless you have worked in a food service establishment you wouldn't understand that great so you you, you touched on this so i want to maybe just have you elaborate a little bit but you talked about how your you know your goal is to get that compliment is here that it was you know the, the meal was well received um is that probably the most rewarding part is there a different avenue or a different part of your day that's kind of the most rewarding things that stands out the most to you well i think from an individual standpoint from from my perspective uh you know in my past like i said i was in the restaurant and catering business and so forth when 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 you get when you when you do a job whether it was a wedding or a dinner or whatever or even just in one of the restaurants uh, somebody come up and saying hey man you really did a nice job yeah i think i think that's the most rewarding part for me However, um, I look back on all the years that I was, that, well, I shouldn't say was, but have been in the business, and I look at all the people that, that have come and gone through, under my employee, and uh, I think back about I had uh, a dishwasher or a cook or, or a server or a hostess who we groomed into a next position where they went into management, and, and I still have some of those folks out there in, in, in management. That, that started with me and, and uh, uh, I went home one night and, and uh, things were, it was just one of those bad days, but I was thinking about a couple of my employees here 
um, who I've had since day one, since we've been here. And then I was telling my wife about uh, how cool it was that, that the relationship and the loyalty and, and the camaraderie that I have with some of those folks. And I started mentioning names from way back in the 70s. And uh, my wife says, how in the heck do you remember that? And I, I go, well, those are the people that made me what I am today. They made me successful. It wasn't the other way around. And mm-hmm. uh, she says, <laughs> she just said, wow, that just doesn't sound like you. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I think that's the, the, probably the most rewarding thing is seeing people grow into their business. And in this particular uh, facility that I'm in now, I've been here for 12 and a half years and uh, my dietary supervisor, I hired her in 2009 um, at, at a ground level minimum wage type um, uh, housekeeping position. And then I moved her up the line there and she came to me one day and she says, um, I'd kind of like to move into the kitchen. So I, I talked to the chef and I moved her in there and chef leaves. And next thing you know, uh, she's my dietary supervisor. She's doing a tremendous job. So, so, you know, there again is a, is a case where maybe somebody else didn't give her the opportunity to grow where she came from. And now she's driving a new car <laughs> and, and, and has benefits and all those kind of things. So I, I, to me, that, that makes my day. Mm-hmm. That's really awesome to hear, um, John. And uh, that actually kind of springboards us right into our next question here, um, which is kind of the focal point of the staff. So um, how close are you with your staff? I mean, because it seems and what we're finding is like everyone's got to be pretty, pretty in sync and really pretty close to accomplish feeding. I mean, we're looking at it, it's 300 meals a day. So um, can you kind of touch on, a little, on that a little bit, um, you and your staff? Well, one of the things I've tried to do ever since I've been a manager, which is a long time, uh, or a director or whatever, uh, whether it was going into, uh, you know, driving around the countryside, going into one of my restaurants that was in my chain, or even just coming into here, uh, I try to make sure that all of my employees that are on board today have already seen me. And, you know, I walk, I walk into the kitchen and, and, uh, of course, I know everybody by name because we have a pretty small staff, but uh, I make sure that I say, good morning, how you doing? Everything okay? And, and, and you sort of touch on that. And and um, usually after the meal periods are over, they go wander in the halls on their breaks and so forth. And sometimes they just stop by and see me. And I think I think it's kind of neat because we can just talk about stuff other than business. And, and I think that's what makes, you know, the closeness there. Uh, obviously not everybody is going to be close to their, their supervisors or their, their directors or whatever. And, and, you know, that's, that's just a, that's just a thing. That's human nature, but to be able to relate to people about, um, what they're going, what's going on in their daily lives is kind of cool. And, uh, just the other day, um, we, we do some catering events here in the building for, for some meetings and so forth. And just the other day, uh, the lady that opens up the kitchen in the morning and does breakfast came to me and she says, uh, can you write down for me your spinach artichoke dip recipe? Hmm. <laughs> and uh, so I, I wrote that down for her and she thought that was kind of cool, but I thought it was kind of neat that she even knew that I, I could do something like that. So, yeah, that's uh, we're finding that to be the common theme um, that there is. Well, and, and yeah. to, to go further, you know, I, I talked a little bit about the dietary supervisor, my uh, maintenance director, uh, Brian, has not only been with me here for 12 years. He was he was in one of my restaurants when we came in here to work 
Um, I hired him in Chillicothe, Ohio, uh, back in 1989 when he was 15 years old, and he's still with me. Wow. <laughs> he, uh, he left for the service for a while, and he, he came back and needed a job, and I put him to work, and, and uh, so he's still with me. My, uh, my lead housekeeper here in this facility, she was the second employee I hired back in 2007 when I came in, and she's still here. And uh, mm-hmm. I have a couple other folks that's been around for, for quite a while. So um, there again, I go back to what I told my wife. They're the ones that make me successful. That's really awesome. Um, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, that's really awesome. Uh, but uh, wrapping, I'm not sure I answered your question, but <laughs> no, you you did, and it's uh, it, it's funny because you'll it's very it's a common theme that we're finding um, across people in your position where uh, it just seems like staff is very synonymous with family. Um, everyone kind of grows together, um, working towards a, a common goal and. Um, it's been really cool to hear that and, and see the feedback, especially, like I said, it, it's been pretty much the same answer for everybody, uh, which is really cool. Um, going into our final question of the segment, um, John, what is one memory that you have in food service that you'll never forget? Well, I remember seeing that question come across when you first sent it to me, and I, I thought, I, how could I pick out one thing? But uh, this, this kind of goes back to um, one of the questions that, that we actually ask when we, we interview folks is uh, how do you handle customer complaints or how do you handle an adversary situation with, with, a, with a client or, or even with a coworker? And uh, a few years back uh, in one of my restaurants, um, there was a very long, I was, I was working a, a really busy night and I, when, when I was in, even though I was the owner and, and had several places, I'd, I'd try to land somewhere where there was, um, we were going to be busy because I, I like that. That was, that was what, how I got my jollies, was, was standing in the middle of chaos and making sure that everything was calm. But we had this large party come in, and um, uh, it was one of our upscale restaurants, uh, and I guess you call it uh, uh, casual restaurants. Uh, but anyway, um, had a large party and they were just having a blast and I was helping the servers and the bartender and, and serving food and I was clearing plates and I was making sure everybody had drinks and so forth. And, uh, I knew that these people were having a great time and I knew that everything was really good. Cause I, I, I watched the whole process from the time they ordered their food till it was prepared, till it was served, till we cleared the plates. They had after dinner drinks and the whole thing. So the, so I, I go take off in another part of the restaurant and the, the server comes to the manager and the manager comes to me and says, Hey, the, the folks over there aren't happy and they don't want to pay their bill. And I just, I, I, w- I was at a total loss for words. Hmm. And, and the guy that was paying the bill obviously didn't understand that I was the owner. <laughs> he thought I was just one of the guys working in the restaurant. And, uh, so I went over to talk to him for a second and, and, uh, you know, he, he says, everybody was unhappy and the food was terrible and the beer was warm and the, the wine wasn't proper. And he went through the whole thing. I says, I'm not paying, I'm not paying the bill. So I said, well, being the owner, I needed his money cause it was a pretty large check. And, um, so I, I went through a process and I said, how about stepping over here with me so we don't make a scene. So I, I got into the side and I said, um, Listen, I said, we got two choices here. Either going to pay the bill or I'm, I'm going to call the cops. <laughs> and, and I, I don't like to do that, but, but it was, it was a pretty sizable bill. It was like 450 bucks. 
And I said, I just can't write that off because I, I said, little did you know, uh, when I was helping this whole process of your meal and your whole dining experience that I was the owner. So I, I know what quality is and I know what crap is. So I know you got quality tonight. And so he, he argued with me a little bit. And I said, uh, I said, let me tell you what I'm going to do. I said, let's, let's solve two problems here. I said, why don't you pay your bill? And I said, the next time I'm in town or you can give me a call, I will cater a dinner or an outdoor cooking event or whatever you want at your house. And he goes, what? And I says, yeah. I said, you can invite all these people. You can invite the whole damn neighborhood. I don't care. I said, 30, 40 people. I'll bring it over and I'll do it for free. And he goes, you're nuts. And I said, no, I want your 450 bucks. <laughs> so, so the bottom line of this whole thing is the guy did call me and uh, I got my crew together and we put this thing together and we, we took over ribs and we took over wine and we, we did the corn on the cob and, and we had a, a clam boil and the whole thing. And the bottom line of the whole thing was I made this guy so happy that he became one of our best customers in that restaurant. So, so I guess the moral to the story that I always try to teach people is that you take a complaint, you turn it around and everybody benefits from it. So that's really interesting. That, I was that would be probably the, 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 the most outstanding memory I can remember from that. I mean, there were so many things that happened over the years, but, uh, but this, I, I, even though we sold that restaurant 12 years ago, I still hear from this guy once in a while through Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't think I was not expecting that answer, but I would have loved to see uh, his face when you told him and made that offer. Because uh, <laughs> well, it, was, it was cool. I mean, it was and and the the folks he he there was probably about thirty people at his house. He had a pool. It was obviously the guy didn't need a free meal, mm -hmm. but uh, apparently um, some of the folks that talked to me that night told me that this guy makes a living off of uh, complaining and getting free food and and free everything. And oh, wow. he, he likes to put people he does business with on the spot. And, and uh, <laughs> I said, well, that's not going to work with me. So, but anyway, it was, it was a good way. You, you basically, when somebody complains, you put the ball back in their court and say, you know, what can I do to make this right? Hmm. And that was, that was my solution. So there you go. Yeah. Um, above and beyond, definitely. Uh, but thanks for sharing that. And um, I just wanted to say thank you to you as well. Uh, personally, I'm going to turn it over to Matt here to wrap up for us. But um, thanks for coming on, John. Hey, thank you. I, I, it was fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, John, thank you so much for the stories. Um, really appreciate it. And a little glimpse into what it's like to, to be good at golf. Really, you know, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, let me qualify that I'm not that good. <laughs> but uh I, uh, my handicap right now is an eight, and that's pretty good for a guy at 60 years old. Yeah, that's and, amazing, um, John. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm, I'm still playing from the big boy tees, and, uh, um, you know, the guys give me a little hard time about why don't you move up to the senior tees. Um, not ready for that yet. I still want to take your money kind of thing. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think that's going to happen at some point. One of the most rewarding things I, I did over the years with golf is I was fortunate enough when the, my uh, – younger son got the interested in playing golf i i helped get him and some of some of the other boys that, that we were around um to some tournaments and so forth and um i helped out with the high school golf team where they went to school for several years and um that kind of gave me a different perspective on 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 the game which which really mm -hmm. helped but but on top of that we've, we've had several kids who have moved on i've 
got one kid in particular who uh, is an assistant pro at a very prominent golf course here in Columbus. And a couple other kids that I, I coached uh, went on in, into the business, and I've helped a couple of kids get their uh, – I'm calling them kids, but they're in their 30s now, but I've helped a couple of them get their uh, their PGA certification by helping them with uh, the food service and management end of their, their course. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, golf, you know, you guys are in business. You know that a lot of business is done on golf courses. And, and in fact, yesterday I, I had a prospective vendor give me a call and, and, uh, this guy I used to deal with, uh, with another company and, and he wants to, to, to get together next week with his boss and play golf. And, and that's a, that's a good way to, it's a, it's a social icebreaker to to in, increase your your possibility of doing business with people so golf is kind of like a conduit <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah absolutely but uh that's something uh i know you and i talked about doing and um i definitely look forward to it but also you know I'm just so appreciative of you giving us a bird's eye view into into your day-to-day and you know your relationship with your staff it's um it goes without saying and i know you'll you'll be the first to you know, downplay it as humble, but it, it, you really showed how you're able to make such a difference and such a, such an impact in your community just by the way that you work with your staff. So I commend you for that and um, really appreciate you sharing that and um, sure. look forward well, to I, it. Like I said earlier, I, I really feel for these folks that, that lost their jobs or were out of work during this quarantine thing. And, and uh, I really hope that things get back to, to normal at some point. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know they're not there yet, but the, the folks that are working the front lines of, of uh, you know, whether it's food service or healthcare or whatever, we, we need, we need to really take our hats off for those folks and, and uh, you know, hope, hopefully they'll get everything back to normal. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, John, with that, that's, that kind of wraps up our show. Um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to meeting you in person, but thank you so much for coming on. Hey, I appreciate what you guys do. 